In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, hey, people, what is up? This is your friendly podcast host, Jeff Zimfer, coming at you from my mom's basement. No, just kidding. It's coming to you from a secluded secret bunker somewhere in the desert of Las, ne Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> All right, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. This is, it's a Friday, so you know, why not have a little bit of fun? It's the end of the week, long week. How's your, how was your week? A lot of these weeks lately are long, aren't they? You're super busy. Market's crazy. Trying to get your buyer's offer accepted. Trying to get, you know, maintain some margin in your life. I get it. I get it. I can relate. I can relate. I'm here for you. If you ever want to reach out, podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com. That's my email, podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com. So we're coming at you this week with a uh, special episode talking about two things. First and foremost, if you've not heard about the hybrid loan officer, that's right. The launch of the hybrid loan officer. I'm now going to, you're going to be hearing more about this from me. I've been teasing you for the past few weeks uh, on one of our previous episodes, the one just before this, we did the launch of the hybrid loan officer. And we talked about my partnership with um, Bonzo, right? The Bonzo boys, as we're calling it, where we are going to be um, awarding three scholarships to the Bonzo platform, which includes all my content, my agent classes, my social media marketing training, all that stuff. In addition to a, uh, a, a digital conversation platform, Bonzo, which helps you have conversations at scale. Uh, it also helps you um, address the golden goose, if you will, and that's consumer direct self-generated leads running paid Facebook leads, Google pay-per-click leads with a built-in ads manager, ad templates, automated follow-up, SMS texting, video messaging, email marketing, soup to nuts, a complete turnkey done for you business platform that helps you be the best traditional mortgage originator that you can, such as relationships, referrals, driving conversations with agents through our educational content over there, a turnkey library of done for you classes, this, right, the PowerPoints, the speaker notes, the handouts, the uh, invite system, the reminder and follow-up system, a complete video, email, text platform for maximizing your attendance at agents' classes, but also maximizing your conversation and conversion rates with those agents. 
And then the other side of the coin of the hybrid loan officer is, as you heard me mention, is the digital side, right? Um, actually generating consumer direct business, actually having a stronger social media presence, um, running um, Facebook ads, Google pay-per-click ads, without paying the usual agency fees that you may have run into in the past. A complete ads manager connection into your Google you know, business platform, your Facebook business platform, the templates, right? The emails, the follow-ups, the scripts, and all that kind of stuff to use. Imagine that. That is the hybrid loan officer. And we're giving away three scholarships to that for a full 12 months. That's a year, right? An entire year in the Bonzo hybrid loan officer platform. And that's worth thousands of dollars if you added it all up. And if you also add in the um, amount of time you're going to get with additional weekly live coaching sessions, masterminds, um, you know, um, small groups and so forth. So do you want to apply? Do you want to be considered for a scholarship in Bonzo University? If so, go to hybridlo.com. There you'll find a brief intake form, an application, if you will, you know, just like you have to apply at a university and be accepted. Um, this isn't for everybody. Maybe it's for you. I don't know. Go to hybridlo.com to find out. Okay, now to my special guest for this week. Um, we are talking about student loan debt. How often do you have or have you had in the past buyers not be able to qualify because of their DTI with student loans being the biggest factor impacting their DTI? Uh, I know you have if you've been in this business for any time and you know it's an ongoing problem and issue um, in our community today. And what I'm excited about for my special guest today, uh, Catalina, she has a company called Loan Sense. And what they're doing is to help potential home buyers who have student loans whose DTI is negatively impacting their ability to buy, right, is actually helping them forgive student loans. She has an amazing process, a system um, that helps match these people with student loans to the right government process, does the paperwork for them, everything like that, to reduce the student loan payments within like a 30-day time frame or less so that if you're having somebody who doesn't qualify because of DTIs related to student loans, you can literally turn that around in 30 days and now have a potential buyer where you might not have had one before. I'll let her get into all the details of how this happens and everything, but we do have some uh, special extra stuff for you as a podcast listener. So if you listen to this episode, you like what you hear, and you want to take the next step, by the way, there's no sales pitch, none of that kind of stuff. It's just you getting access to the additional resources that you might be able to refer your clients to. You can go to myloansense.com forward slash mortgage radio. I'll say it once again, and it's also in the show notes myloansense.com forward slash mortgage radio. Go check out some of the more details there. Uh, so you can help convert more turndowns to buyers. So enjoy this week's episode. Let's get into this week's show. Catalina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. We're talking about student loans today. We're talking about how student loans can be a hindrance to people buying homes uh, today in in our country here, and we know it's a it's a big issue, student loan debt and, and things like that. So that's why I wanted to bring this conversation to our listeners here today. Um, let's start with this. Two parts. I know you have a story, but one, give us the kind of the explainer on um, what is loan sense. What do you guys do? How do you help people with student debt? Bottom line, we literally turn student loan payments into equity building mortgages by increasing affordability 
by approximately $98,000 in three weeks time. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're throwing out some big numbers there. What are you talking about? 90, explain. <laughs> so dollar for dollar, every um, dollar we reduce your student loan by is now that increased dollar, right? We're decreasing your debt to income and now you have more money to go towards a mortgage. Well, what a lot of lenders don't understand is that there are government programs that subsidize the interest on your student loan payments that you could literally reduce your student loan within three weeks and now reduce your debt to income and be able to buy a house. So that's what we help lenders better understand so that they're not turning people away unnecessarily when if we just worked with them for a few weeks, they could in fact be mortgage ready. Interesting. So can you give uh, me any kind of case studies where, you know, how this worked in the real world for some people? Yeah, of course. So an example is like the biggest use case is people with undergrad degrees or with master's degrees and took out quite a bit of debt, mm -hmm. but don't necessarily have the earning power. So like two teachers, two nurses, social workers, people like that, um, as well as people, even in medical professionals that earn a lot more money, but they take out significant amount of debt, right? right? All the way down to a person who might have defaulted on their student loans and they can't borrow at all until they get it into good standing. Those are all different use cases, but essentially what we do at Loan Sense is they're in default, we get them into good standing through loan rehabilitation programs. If they have high DTI, the main customer we help is someone with like 1.5 times student loan um, balance as compared to their annual income. So what we do is we bring them into our system and we connect two lenders, but we bring them into our system and then we estimate for them how much we could reduce their student loans based on federal programs. And then Loan Sense in the background does all the paperwork filing so they don't have to wonder, what is it I'm supposed to do? What program do I enroll in? What do I do? Where do I send it? Who do I talk to? We eliminate all those questions so that if you're working with a student loan borrower, you don't send them away. Right. We file all that paperwork. We assign them to an advisor who answers their questions for to close because your financial plan may be very different once you close on a house, right? right? So we help them understand what do they need to do to lower their DTI to close? And then what is it they need to do to actually long-term manage their student loans? So we're literally a student loan advisory that focuses on student loan debt is the primary um, issue, but we could also help with like DTI management across other forms of debt as well. We just lead with student loans because 65% of first-time home buyers have student loan debt. Millennials are entering the market with crazy student loan debt and they may not have poor credit, right? It's not like they missed right. a bunch of payments. Right. Like they just have too high of DTI. It's the number right. one reason we're denying people. So that's the problem we focus on because it's missing in the lending industry and people really need to get in a house to start building equity, right? So with this, could this also be used by somebody who's, who's maybe doesn't need to buy a house already has one and just wants to get. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. But absolutely. The yeah. reason we focus on this pipeline specifically is because there's such great ability to increase affordability by addressing your student loans. Right. It's also the first stage of wealth building. A lot of people think about that mm. feel literally you know, 36 million student loan borrowers are renters and yeah. 20 million of them are in home buying age and they feel defeated. They feel like, oh my God, I can't afford a house. Mm. And a lot of lenders can't answer their questions about what they, what it is they should be doing. So we eliminate that problem by answering those questions 
for you so you don't have to become a student loan expert, but then when they're mortgage ready, they can still go to you to originate the loan. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're going to match up people with the sources available for, is, is this, how, how, how do you pay off the student loan? Tell me about that. This, these, are, these are government funds? Yeah. So 90% of all student loans are federal loans. Right. So the government has loans. Basically, the government has rules that say, to simplify it, you don't pay back what you have borrowed. You pay back what you can afford. And uh, it's a formula. Yeah. Okay, so does it. that make sense? And then yeah. after a certain number of payments, the government will forgive the remaining balance. Say what? Assuming you understood what the program is and assuming you filed into it properly. Get out but of most here. people say, don't understand say, those things. You just say the word forgive. The government's going to forgive one of those loans, student loans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. The government will forgive those loans after you file into the program really? for a certain number of years, depending on you know, your type of employer, basically. So, so how does this work? Let's say you match up, you've got somebody who fills out, you know, goes through your process, uh, the onboarding, you know, gets qualified and all that. And you guys um, start finding the appropriate matchup for them. You're kind of a matchmaker, right? In that sense, yeah. to, to relieve the student loan stuff. Um, so we file all their paperwork. We tell yeah. them in three weeks, get, you're going to get a letter from your loan servicer. And we spit back all the debt to income calculations across all five mortgage types, Fannie, Freddie, uh -huh. um, USDA, FHA, really? all the mortgage loan types. We spit it back to the, the, lend, the, the loan officer so they know what's going to happen. Hmm. And then in three weeks time, that customer will come unless, of course, they're in default or something like crazy right. that's going to take longer. But then they'll come with a letter from their loan servicer that they can go to the loan officer and the loan officer could take, take, take that letter and help them get through underwriting. Right. So we're literally connecting like we're policy nerds. We're connecting student loan policy to mortgage credit policy and making it so lender Joe no longer has to guess what's going to happen. And Susie here, who's going to lender Joe, who doesn't get what's supposed to be happening. Now, both of them can get their answers, you know, their questions answered and both get to the final outcome, which is to help every American get into, you know, achieve the dreams of home ownership. Really? Well, so, all right, I'm trying to piece the, the, the puzzle together here. Um, the letter, right, with this loan. Let me back up. Let me ask it this way. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, ask. Um, once you find the source for paying off portions of the loan, because that's what's happening, right? They're using some right. type of government money to pay off these, these government loans, student loans. So is it, a, is it okay, you're going to get X amount of money. That's going to pay off this portion of the student loan. And now their DTI is in a better spot, but you also refer yep. to something about a letter. So, yep, that, their DTI is work? in a better spot, but once that loan's not, paid off, though, no, 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 their DTI no. immediately yeah. within three weeks is improved. Why though? Because that loan's still there, isn't it? The student loan? No, 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 no because their payment has decreased. Uh, well, so, so let's doing? say your payment is seven hundred dollars, but the mm -hmm. government says you can only afford to pay a hundred. Uh -huh. Let's say your fully amortized student loan balance okay. is $700. Yes. And the government has said, Sally, you can only afford to pay $100 based on many factors, your family side, your employer sure. type, there's many factors. Okay. So Sally now has that letter that says, hey, my student loan payment is $100 and not $700. But is that student so now the lender, is that yeah. also reflected on credit though for that? Yes. Yeah. 
It is. Because it's the payment. Yes. But the way we accelerate them to get them to closing isn't waiting for the credit to get updated. It's literally coming with that letter from their loan servicer saying, hey, look, my loan is now updated. It's not 700. It's $100. And are you seeing lenders accept that versus a credit report? Yeah. 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 They'll accept it. It's, it's standard to accept that letter. Yes. Really? To go through underwriting. So you've got some success stories, I would imagine. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, we're integrating with Mortgage Coach. Um, oh, nice. We're integrating with some large lending technology companies to make referrals um, when someone's identified to have student loans pretty automated. Um, yeah, and we're also, our next, like our product roadmap coming up will be to actually automate like debt payoff planning uh, according to the mortgage DTI calculations, so right? So even if you deny somebody, they yeah. should leave with a plan, right? Right, right? And not just be denied. Yeah. Well, this is better than credit repair, right? Because this is, it's much faster. It sounds like. Well, it's not credit repair. Oh, I, know. I mean, I know we don't like to be associated with that. Right. But no, I don't but want yeah, to imply yeah, that. Not, you get what I'm saying though. It's like credit repair takes a year. This, I mean, 90 right. days, you could have your DTIs in a better spot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It can be done in three weeks. Um, if yeah. student loans is the primary reason for not qualifying um, it could be done in three weeks. I mean, obviously, if you defaulted or you're in bad standing, loan rehabilitation takes nine months. But, um, you know, that's not the majority case for most people. Most people just need their loan balance. Two thirds of Americans qualify to reduce their monthly payment. Two thirds. Really? Um, so it's not some niche population of Americans that can qualify to reduce their monthly payment. Or right, let me finish this thought then. So I've qualified on a reduced payment because of my life situation, circumstances, like you said, these qualifying, um, you know, elements, if you will. Programs, yeah. Programs. Um, I get my payment reduced from 700 to 100, let's say. Mm -hmm. How long, like, does that 700 just go away forever? And I'm that, that, that difference of balance, or are we just extending the term? Nope, you're not extending it. So after, if you work for a nonprofit, it's after 10. So basically the time, length of time you pay back your loan it is dependent on your employer type, but basically the government says if you file into these programs annually, whatever balance is left after 10 years, if you work for nonprofit, if you work for not a nonprofit private sector, it's after 20 years. So you might be done paying it by then. But the point is, is like any balance left over this payment term will be forgiven by the government. Really? So what, can you give me actual like hard examples of like bound, you know, for numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's an average, our user base right now has an average projected forgiveness is $74,000. So if you continue to file into these programs, you not just defer paying it back. There's a lot, a bunch of users like, and I'm not even talking about like only lower income people. I'm talking about like doctors earning sure. 200,000 that have like 500,000 of debt for medical school and fellowship, you know, that literally can get $280,000 of loan forgiveness. So I'm not like talking about low earning people and it's only exclusive to low earning people. I mean, literally if your debt to income is significantly impacted by student debt or you're in default, right? Because mm -hmm. default's a huge other disqualifier. Yeah. And you literally can get your loans forgiven because let's say the government says your payment is only in the in the example of $100. Well, every year after year, you have to qualify your income again, right? And people's incomes don't jump significantly. It's not like someone this year pays $100 and now they're going to pay $600 the next year. It's pretty rare. So they literally, Sally will pay $100 every month. 
If she happens to pay off her loan balance before the forgiveness term, well, then she'll pay it off. But if she happens to have a lot of loan balance at the date in which her, her payment date is up, then the government says, okay, the remaining balance is forgiven. And a lot of Sally's of the world will never even have to pay back the principal they borrowed on their student loans. And that's why in the lending industry, I'm telling you, don't tell someone to go refinance their student loans. First of all, only a quarter of Americans qualify to refinance their student loans. But second of all, there is no interest forgiveness once you privatize your student loans. So you're literally obligated to pay back the full amount plus interest no matter what. Whereas if you're enrolled into a federal government program and something happens to you, you lose your job, you can get $0 payments. You want to stop working to start a family, you can still get $0 payments. You know, So all of these things, the government has accommodated people so that it's flexible. Does that make sense? And so it's not deferring payment down the line. Yeah, it's you literally there, there was a lot in there. <laughs> um, one of the things you said is there is no forgiveness once you privatize your student loans. Um, and that usually happens if you're refinancing that you're going into a private company that's now, right. And of course, anybody with student loans, myself included, uh, gets those offers quite a lot. Oh, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're going to get marketed refinance all day long, but the reality is only a quarter of people will qualify, you know, because they want to get borrowers that are like creme de la creme, I'll you know, you with I'll give you one right credit. now. Do you know Navient? Yes, Navient? they're a private and public servicer. I have a loan with them. <laughs> oh, Okay. There you go. Wow. You see, and, and people think average payoff is 43 and people think, oh, only student loans only affects people in their twenties. No, there's 8 oh. million people above the age of 50 with student loans. What are you trying to say? You can tell them over 50 just by looking at me. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just stating stats. I'm just stating like people think, oh, it's a problem of like 20 year olds. And I'm no, like, no, 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 no. Well, you know? I, I heard a stat the other day. Somebody shared this. I forget who it was. I think it might've been on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know, but somebody had said that Barack Obama did not pay off his student loan until he was in office. I don't know if that's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hear it all the time. Doctors being like, oh, I didn't pay off my student loans. And they're doctors, right? You yeah. think, oh, they paid off right away. No, 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 no. They're carrying their student loan balances into their late 40s. Yeah. Well, I mean, you that's know? the case with me. And quite honestly, part of it is just being lazy and not cutting a check. But, um, <laughs> and it just kind of sits there. And now you really make me think of what I need to do, do here. But I'm an example. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't have a DTI issue, but still, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. That's what. Yeah. So what we help you, what we help customers do is just make intelligent decisions. Like what is their loan decision best for them right now to achieve their financial goals? And then once they buy a house, for example, if that's their primary goal, what is it they need to do to optimize long-term financial wellness, right? So we, our advisors help people make those decisions. And frankly, if we're connected to you as a lender, you benefit by getting their DTI information, right? And have that extension of an advisory arm that's there to assist you when you have those cases come up, you know? So for the consumer then, like what's the investment on their side to go through your process? They pay $197 um, for the first, they pay $197 up front and then they pay three months of $97. But that is to make sure our advisor can have that preliminary meeting. They file all their paperwork successfully. And if they need a post closing plan, they can get that. So, you know? so it's a four month program. Um, yeah. yeah, but you're getting turnaround from the government on paperwork in like three weeks. Yep. 
That's like unheard of. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's a pretty standard process. Um, It's yeah, yeah. It's a pretty standard process. It sometimes even takes less than that. It takes two to three weeks. Um, And if something goes wrong, like it's quick enough for us to troubleshoot it and even refile. Right. Yeah. So some, it doesn't work like, yeah. That's a, that's a no brainer kind of deal though. If you, you know, are trying to buy a home and your DTI is preventing you because of your student loan debt. And number one, number two, even if you're not right, wouldn't you want to look at having some of that relieved? You know what I mean? Forgive. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I recommend like whether you're a lender, a real estate professional or somebody with student loan debt, just going on our website and looking at the affordability tool and just playing with it. You can see that there's so much, that there's a way to reduce your student loan payment so you can ultimately close, right? And so the myth like around debt is so about fear, like, oh, paid off as quick as possible, paid off as quick as possible. Well, if that we have that mentality, then people aren't going to buy until their 40s. Like, let's optimize payout to optimize overall wealth building financial, like good financial decisions and help people get there. Right. And then, you know, help them meet their goals. Because if we just tell people in their 20s and 30s, delay living your life until you're 40, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. And and so anyways, that's kind of like our motto is understanding the cost of whatever decision you have, like not just from an interest savings perspective, but then also the cost of doing the opposite, right? And like weigh them, right? Right. So if the cost of paying off your student loan debt faster means you may not get a house, which means how much are you paying in rent? How much equity are you losing? Like understand the full cost, you know, right, right. of your decision. Well, and that's why you, you work well with Mortgage Coach, I'm sure, because it's a total cost analysis, right? <laughs> yes, precisely. Yeah. Right. Love, the, love those guys over there. Dave Savage, <laughs> shout out. Um, yeah, and I'm looking at your calculator on your website here, um, which helps people figure out like what their new payment would be or their, their new structure. Um, and it looks like it's a pretty involved calculator there. Guys have done a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an estimate. And then the next step they click after they get an estimated uh, estimated monthly saving and increase affordability is then it goes into our application. And that's where we do all the paperwork filing and all the, they want to book a call and all that. That happens on our platform after they leave the calculator. Which by the way, I love on your, on your site that you put this on your calculator as far as like, they're going to fill out some basic info and then, you know, the next steps and you have this, uh, a button right above it. It says, uh, get a free loan plan. No, we don't robo call you. I think that's very, <laughs> it's cool. Cause so because many people, people are fearful scared. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's, nobody wants to press that next button. Cause Oh crap. That's going to open up a bunch of calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we don't. The only way they will talk to someone is if they book a call themselves. That's it. You know, that's awesome. So yeah, that tells me Meet really, come, that tells me you're very consumer centric. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Everything's been tested by consumers, you know, everything. Like we did significant testing. Like we want to provide the best in class service to get people where they want to go, you know? So it's very consumer centric. Yes. And you've got some stats. I'm just pulling this right off your website, um, which will give you guys all the links uh, at the end here and in the show notes as well. But um, originate two to five more loans annually. Per loan officer. Yep. What else? So, so are those real numbers or is that? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we pulled some encompass data from a few lending partners and we just saw people with high DTIs and the leading DTI issue 
And we identified people that they didn't, they, they gave that um, adverse action letter to that. It's like, no, these are people we can help. These are examples of people we could help right here. Like without any increased lead costs, these are people you literally are declining right now. Like we could be helping like, and that's two to five per loan officer. So I'm not saying per lender, but per loan officer right. on average, right. they're getting in about 10 leads. Um, and they're originating about two to three a month. That's from the data, like of actual lender data, right? right? And so we're going in and saying, hey, if we can help two right now, like through this lender data, and then if we can help, even if they're not ready today, there's even a portion we can help get ready that can come back later, right? Even if it's six months later. The point is, is like, don't just turn them away because once you turn them away, the number of people coming back is like under 2%. Right. And they're going to go get caught up with Quicken Loans. They're going to get exactly. caught up with all these digital lenders. And it's like, why not nurture them? And then you have their data and you can trigger like a re-engagement with them, right? Instead of just yeah. saying goodbye, we can't help you. Well, for sure. And then you're becoming a real advisor, you know? It makes total sense. Hey, we, you know, unfortunately not now because of your DTIs who are related to student loans. However, right. Um, I have a potential solution. Would you be open to checking it out? Right. It's called loan sense. And here's the next steps. And you give them the link, they go check it out and then they're on their own and they decide if they do it or want to do it or not. But yeah, I mean, if you could, and that's probably very conservative of the percentage of loans we're seeing, you know, not qualifying, not qualifying with, uh, with DTIs because of student loans, even if you got just say five more loans a year, you do the math on that. If let's just say it's worth three grand to you, you know, that's another 15 grand a year. Um, pretty, pretty good raise, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the, yeah. And those are just immediate numbers. So that's not even no, counting people we could work on. Right. 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 Absolutely. hundred percent. That's cool. All right. Now I know you've got a personal story attached to this. Why this for you? How the heck did you get involved in this? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I, you know, well, thanks for asking. How did, how did I get involved in this? Well, I graduated with student loan debt myself and I'm like, you still paying it. And, um, I didn't grow up with a lot of housing security, you know, like we, my mom was always renting. She didn't have a college education. She worked a lot of manual labor jobs and her fingers literally till her fingers crippled. But the point that I'm saying this is because um, I remember my grandfather was a real estate agent and he gave back all the money he made to help my mom get this house. And it wasn't until almost high school where I'm like, oh my God, I get my first room for the first time. But that, that feeling of home ownership is just so great to me. And I came out with student loan debt myself and I was renting an apartment downtown Sarasota at the time. And my mom's like, why don't you buy this house? It's literally a seven minute drive away from downtown. And it would literally one third your monthly costs, like wow. in terms of your monthly payment buy this house. So I never went to Zillow or anything. I literally went to this house. My mom saw in for, for foreclosure. I went into it and I'm like, okay, where do I start the process? And I had a couple lenders turn me down because I was a 1099 worker at the time until I met one lender who said, well, can you convince your employer to turn you into a W-2 and we can help you? So I did that and I ended up closing that house about five months later because it was a short sale. And literally I Airbnb'd a couple of those rooms and like saved for down payment to another house that I converged to a duplex. And I did that over three times and, and literally um, started accumulating all these assets in my 20s. And when I graduated from my MBA and accumulated more student loan debt, I was like, I don't have to go work in strategy consulting. I have this financial freedom to do the work I truly love because I had asset built 
in my 20s. And I had literally tried to peddle all these programs, government programs, try to figure out how I can close on my first house, which was quite difficult, and then move into how to now become like really a real estate investor, right? All in my 20s. And it really changed the trajectory of my financial freedom in my life. And I think as a millennial, I have so much to share with my peers and so much I can bring into the lending industry, right? So beyond that, per yeah, so that, that's a personal story, but I got sent to the Hill and started doing all this policy work. And I, and I just, and I just saw, and I said, if we can just start there and do this right, um, we can make a huge difference. So I did a few hundred million dollars of student loan counseling and built out loan sense. Um, so yeah, that's how we got here. Wow. Great story, by the way. Very personal as well. Thank you. Did you say you did a few hundred million dollars of loan consulting? A few hundred million dollars of student loan advising on spreadsheets because I wanted the best advisory product that exists in the marketplace to answer people's most pressing questions. And I can't do that without actually counseling people. <laughs> right, right. Right? I should call it counseling, advising, because I know counseling is reserved for a very special kind of counseling. So advising people. And then I built that into a software. Wow. How long? Have you I didn't. I got an engineer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Stay in your lane. Um, <laughs> how long have you had loan sense? How long has it been operable? Um, I started it while I was getting my MBA mm -hmm. um, in 2018, but I didn't really full-time start working on it until 2019. Wow. So we're fairly new to the market, but um, we're new, but powerful, I would like yeah. to say. Um, yeah, so sure. yeah, and then the pandemic hit and mm. it really made us think about where we're gonna focus our time and energy. And we just realized so many of the questions and concerns once student loans got, went into pause, right? Came into how do I get out of pausing my loans because it negatively impacts the calculation for conventional lending. And so we kind of fell into the, niche between student loans and home ownership. Right, right. Well, there's definitely a need for it. And uh, so if anybody's listening and you're thinking, hey, man, I have some people who uh, would be great for that, that you've recently had to turn down because of DTIs, um, or even or it's just like, let's look at for those that may not be trying to buy a house, but also want to reduce their, you know, spend on their student loans. What the heck? You know, because the, the yeah, phrase- I, at least the phrase, get a plan. It doesn't hurt. Well, the phrase, uh, and by the way, I'm curious if you have any reaction to some of the, some of the uh, talk you've seen thrown around with the latest administration about forgiving student loan debt. Do you have any reaction to yeah. that? Oh, my reaction is, I think it's great. Like people will say, but isn't your business predicated on people not getting their debt forgiven? And I'm like, no, my business is predicated on people getting their debt forgiven. Because here's the thing. Um, I want what's best for the end person. Like I don't exist as a business to perpetuate a problem. I exist as a business to mm. help solve a problem, you know? Um, and so if the problem can get solved, I will survive because I will go iterate and do the next Perfect. best thing for that person. Right? right. And so like the government's going to require a bunch of paperwork to be filled out, to do anything anyways. And that's where we come in, you know, we can help well, with that process. And, and, and my, my belief on that is I don't think that that, Maybe I'm wrong. Who am I? Just some random guy sitting in his mom's basement. No, no you don't kidding. think that's going to happen? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think the government's going to forgive all student loan debt. No, I don't. I don't think all. I think there might be like kind of like what President Obama did. He tried to he created more the more generous forgiveness programs we have now. 
but it's not immediate forgiveness. It's forgiveness over a certain amount of time. I mean, I had a, a think tank in DC reach out to me and they're trying to support more young people going into entrepreneurship. So they proposed a debt equity swap where the government says, we'll forgive your student loans. You don't need to make a payment, but any money you make as an entrepreneur over the next 10 years, we make 1% of. Mm. So if you exit a billion dollar company, the government gets 1% of your billion dollar company, right? Not saying that everybody would do that, but it's a way to the government. It's like a debt equity swap. The government gets some of the wins if they forgave your debt burden, right? So they're trying to propose all kinds of like innovative ways for taxpayers to not feel like, oh, well, we just have to write it off. But there are some ways that we could use private market economics that venture capitalists use to benefit taxpayers as well. You know, we say don't take on this huge debt burden. But if you win, we should win, too. Right. right because right. we forgave that debt. And so there's all kinds of super innovative like financing that. I really want to be a part of helping think about because I think from a policy perspective, even, even with Freddie, Fannie, FHA, if anybody's listening on leadership of FHA, I would love to give my insight, you know, because I think there's so much FHA can do to help first time homebuyers with student debt. So I think there's a lot of innovative solutions that doesn't require the government to just write it off. The problem with our government is they don't have enough financially minded people making policy, Right. We just have this like forgive it or pay it. Like there is something we can work out that's like in between that, right? That yeah. still lets people benefit from getting an education without financing every penny of it as a government, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, very creative idea there. Okay, so for the lenders listening, what do you? What should their, <laughs> what should their next steps be if if they're interested? Well, they should. What the contact information you leave in your podcast notes, they should definitely contact. Well, we're we've happy got, to give. Let's, let's do this. We've, we've set up a couple of special things for you guys. If you want to learn more, you can go to myloansense.com forward slash mortgage radio, right? Um, and yeah. so that's the first step. Learn more, get educated, have a conversation with Catalina and her team. But if you got somebody you think this is right for, that'd be the, the first place they go. And uh, you take them from there. Yep. Yep, yep, Sounds yep. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So is there any other way people listening, if you'd want them to connect with you besides myloansense.com forward slash mortgage market radio, like on the socials anywhere? Sure. Um, you could, I can give you a few social tags because okay. they're all called something different. So I can leave, I can leave it, but yeah, please. Okay. The number one I'd like to do is shout out for YouTube because I want to pick up because YouTube is a great, if we share videos around this content and you subscribe to us on YouTube, you'll automatically get it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'd recommend is the fastest way to get info from us. Otherwise you'll join an email list, but who likes to read emails nowadays? Nobody. Well, so you just gave me another idea. A thought is that for anybody who's content producers out there, uh, and you're always like struggling with what do I post? So whether it's a video or something else, a video would be great for this. If you you know, took what you heard on this podcast, you go to the My Loan Sense page, you know, the links in the show notes. Um, that's a piece of content for you. Hey, do you happen to have student loan debts? Has that kept you from qualifying to buy a house? I might have a solution for you, right? It's called My Loan Yeah, Sense but also if you contact, yeah, but also if you contact us and schedule a demo and talk to my team, you'll automatically get put onto an email list where we send weekly updates with thing information you can be sharing, you know? So- awesome. Um, if that's like, you want content ideas, like we can help you create content ideas every week because we're doing it anyways. And so just yeah. opt into so, your newsletter or whatever. 
Yeah, opt in. Yeah, we'll opt into um, myloansense.com slash um, mortgage radio and yeah, yeah schedule okay. a demo. That Calendly will automatically kick you into our newsletter list. Yep. Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Well, listen, um, I know you're incredibly busy. I want to acknowledge you for the great work you're doing. It's well needed. It's definitely coming from a servant heart. Um, so I love that and uh, appreciate you sharing your story with everybody. Yeah, thank you for having me. You bet. Everybody listening, you know what to do. You can go to myloansense.com forward slash mortgage radio to check out more. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done-for-you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done-for-you proven marketing materials and plug-and-play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.